nuclear. Now, is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Okay, hi guys. Um, oh, I shouldn't say guys anymore. I just realized that. You can't say that. Hi, people. Hi, folks. <laughs> Hi, folks. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all. Yeah. I can't y'all. Um, Go on. I like y'all. I can't y'all. It doesn't sound right in my accent. Alex does in Canada. It's weird. He does it all the time. But Everybody whatever. does now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, on. speaking of Canada, I was watching, we were watching uh, the Raptors uh, against the Sixers. And I noticed, I, I just kept hearing this, and it's it's definitely a trend. And I'm just curious how you two pronounce this word and others of that ilk, okay? They kept going, Van Vliet is not showing much. The word is S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H. How do you pronounce that word? Oh, oh, uh, strength. Kathy? Strength. Okay, everyone is now doing, I kept hearing it, strength, s S H. Oh, I kind of said Stra. that. I kind of said that just now. And Fletcher. Strength, I was just going to say Fletcher kind of did. Yeah, I kind of yeah. did. And Fletcher kind of did. And it was interesting because I, I got really curious and I looked up, um, you know, I looked it up and it was a really interesting University of Pennsylvania linguistics paper getting stronger every day. And apparently there's definitely a, a trend with urban to people stra? and younger people to do the stra. Like stra. And I was just curious because I say strong. strength, I, strong, yeah, yeah. Street. street. It's just sort of interesting. Street gets me. Sent, I feel like like who was it? Like that suffering succotash. I can't do that. No, I street. Yeah. street, 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 street doesn't do it so much with me. I don't. I don't so much say sh- street. It's more. No, you it's don't. more street. But I do say strong. Strong, yeah, because a, a couple of people were saying it sort of seems to be East Coast, but. Fletcher, you're not an East Coaster, and you're you're saying it. Very, so. very much not. Yeah, I am. Sh- I am Shane Strong. You were yeah. saying it wrong. You're saying it strong. I can't. I can't it's a, and that's interesting. I, I'm going to start. And so it's a youth thing. It's a younger person thing, and a and a and a re- regional thing. Is Ross that is that what you just said? Yeah. Hmm. And they're they're saying it's younger, regional, and um, urban versus rural. Curiously, did they address, um, this is something I've noticed for years, actually back when I lived in New York, I noticed it, people, and I heard it all the time on on news, social security be social security, but I always thought that was just because it's hard to say social, because you get like the shuh, shuh, that's not the same thing, is it? No, I don't know, actually. It's not the, well, it's not that you don't have the the TR sound in there, social, I definitely don't really hear social, that seems weird. I don't either. That one well, I, I did, all right? Yeah. <laughs> but actually, I just was thinking about it, though. I'm not sure he actually says it. I've watched Casablanca 5,000 times, I think. But Sweetheart. Oh, he's sweet. A... But that's different. That's because it's Humphrey Bogart. Right. I mean, he does a lot yeah, of words okay. that we don't. I mean, that doesn't count. I'm sorry. I mean, Humph is, is, is sacrosanct. Sacrosanct. Yeah. Also, wasn't part of his mouth paralyzed? I think so. I think, yeah, I think like so. His upper, his upper lip or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is why that's... he looks so cool with a cigarette and the bourbon. 
He also said Boybin or Boybin, which I always love Boybin. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, let's. We should probably move on. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're gonna. We got an email, Kath. Do you want to read the email? Yeah, we got an email from someone named Skyler in Connecticut. Apropos of trademarks, referring to the last uh, podcast, he said, "How does it work when a trademark becomes a normal word? How and why is it non-trademarked? Which I suspect isn't the technical term." And both Ross and I were like, we're glad you asked, Skylar, because that's exactly what we had planned to talk about today. And now we can make it sound like we didn't plan it. It's like off the roof of our heads. Roof of our heads, top of our heads. And no, non-trademark is not the technical term. Now, Ross, what is the technical term when you take a trademark and it becomes a normal word? It's called genericizing. And it become, in effect, it becomes generic. And that's the discussion of today. We, it's also called, I love this word, trademark erosion. But trademark erosion leads to being it becoming genericized. So we have, for example, we can have something... Band-Aid. But Band-Aid is still a trademark, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's still a trademark. But, but see, that's so, why I get So confu- not, not words that have just become common to use, like Band-Aid or Xerox or Kleenex, but words that actually lost the trademark. Okay, but... I went, right. I want to, I've got to jump in. No, but what but Band-Aid is, no, wait, but Band-Aid is, is a proprietary eponym, which is, it means that, <laughs> I love, I love linguistic terms. It still has the, uh, it's still trademarked. It still has the exclusive rights, but people are using it to refer to the generic. Right. But it's still technical. Yes. So that is a proprietary eponym as opposed to a genericized trademark, which is when it's lost as trademark, is it? I think. Yeah. A genericized is a generic genericized it, it's still a it's it's still a trademark. A genericized trademark is still a trademark, but it's undergoing genericization, so it's losing its uh its its trademark status. Well that's the same a proprietary eponym is the same thing. It's the same what thing. Is, yeah. Okay. That has not yet become generic. But the Band-Aid one is really good because Kath and I were both talking about that when we were kids. There was a jingle that I loved, and I kept repeating it as jingles are, I'm stuck on Band-Aids because Band-Aids stuck on me. I and the stuck Band-Aid on people, Band-Aids because Band-Aids stuck on me. Sorry. You're much better at singing, Dad. I'm terrible <laughs> at singing. I was kicked out of uh, high school uh, chorus, actually. Kicked out? <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy, the guy came up to me. The the the, the lead, I, I just thought I wanted to be. There was a really nice looking girl there too. Actually, I wanted to be a really good singer. I thought so. I joined, and he was a really nice man. He came up to me and he goes, "You know, son, I'm really, you know, touched by your your wanting to be in the chorus and all that. But I I suggest you go into like playing a musical instrument. So the triangle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. No, he was really nice about it, but I was so off key. I think I was really, I kind of thought I was too. And he was right, which has always been my problem. I had that problem with Chinese because I could not do the tones very well at all. Anyway, going back to Band-Aid, they changed that tune. Kathy, why don't you sing it? Oh, so it originally was, I am stuck on Band-Aids because Band-Aids stuck on me. They changed it to, I am stuck on Band-Aids brands because Band-Aids stuck on me. Did they really? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) It was a heroic effort by the part of the uh, brand managers to try to prevent this trademark erosion because they're afraid, and it does happen, they're afraid that eventually it becomes so generic that uh, someone challenges it in court and the courts strike down the uh, right to have that trademark, which is why we were talking about it last week. Companies are very anxious to have you stick that little R, you know, registered 
next to the word and they're very anxious for you to use things like band-aid brand and another one we were just going into we were talking about it are legos legos are not legos they want to be called lego bricks because lego mm. is becoming a generic term i mean it's almost like these products are are a victim of their own success mm, precisely, precisely. Some of them actually surprise me, like popsicles. I, I really don't think of as 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 a as a specific um, what do you call it, brand name. I think of popsicles as the thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Don't you? I yeah. Mean, uh, but and 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 there you have the problem. You're right. It's like popsicles were good humor. Popsicles were so successful that um, everybody calls them popsicles, and they're not popsicles. I mean, they, they're whatever else. So you said that mm-hmm. Band Band Aid still has the trademark what's something that actually has been challenged and lost the trademark because of genericization you just you just asked a question that we can quickly answer and this is a really weird one i didn't even know this heroin oh yeah Mm -hmm. heroin used to be a trademark of bayer the aspirin people and they invented in the uh late 18 early 1900s this drug that uh kind of like got rid of pain really quickly and got rid of a lot of other things. <laughs> and that was challenged in court. I think it was uh, during World War II, though. Bayer at that time was a German company uh, headquartered in Germany, and I believe it lost its trademark partly because um, it was an enemy nation as well. And I don't think Bayer, after finding out the uh, detrimental effects of heroin, I don't think Bayer was too anxious to <laughs> keep that trademark anyway. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, though, is, again, we go back to, we, we touched on some of these in the past, just the whole concept of what's called the word for, incidentally, when um, a, a trademark falls, you know, becomes so generic that it's, that it loses its trademark. So it's called genericide, colloquially, which is, which means that the public has taken the, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, it, it's only a generic now. Aspirin's another, cellophane thermos um we had a list somewhere that i of course now can't find but those were the three i remember off the top of my head but one we were talking about that we personally think really is at this point it has been killed as a, as a trademark but it has not lost its trademark status is googling mm-hmm. I, I, we all say googling as a i say i mean let's google it i don't say let's do a search a video you know a search do you i say google sure mm-hmm. do you guys tend to use google as as your uh, search engine of choice. I do. I yes. use Chrome. Yeah. I, I wonder about. I wonder if people who you. I mean, there's still a few people who use Bing. I think. Um, <laughs> but also, but also, you know, one that's really popular because it it doesn't track what you're doing, or at least it says it doesn't. Is DuckDuckGo. I just wonder if people who have made the decision to use a different search engine uh, are aggressively not saying the word Google. I wonder, that's a good thing to, I'm going to look into that. I'm curious, is is the term Googling, if you're making a, a, a real choice not to Google in, in reality, do you cease using the term Yeah, I would, as well? I, I would guess if you're really making that conscious choice. But we did, it was interesting though, because Google has been really forthright about, about protecting that copyright. And we found that at one point in Sweden, the National Language Council tried to add ungoogleable to its words, meaning, of course, something that can't be found on the web using a search engine, Google uh, made an official objection to it. So they're really, they're fighting it. I think it's going to end up being genericized and uh, becoming, a, a, eventually becoming a, uh, a basic word, regard, whatever. But they, I, like Cass said, we don't say 
binging or whatever. And I think Google is going to be enter into the language. You never know, though, because we were talking about Xeroxing. And when we were kids, we thought Xeroxing was going to be everywhere. And it's not. I was surprised. Total, total, total uh, side um, tangenting here. I was shocked that Scotch tape, I mean, now that I think about it, of course, because of the plaid, and I'm always reminded of the old Saturday Night Live, but I didn't know that Scotch tape was a brand name, actually. I, I, I didn't trademarked. either. I thought it was just tape. And the weird thing to me was when I looked it up, though, I found out in Britain, their Scotch tape is cello tape, and they use cello tape like we use Scotch tape in uh, terms yeah. of like, you know, sort of as a generic. You say, yeah, I got to get some cello tape and fix that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, who knew? I didn't know that either. And speaking of, of uh, all of that, this, uh, speaking of, I don't know why, as an S word, so we're going that way. Skyping. Do you think Skyping, Skyping is, is a trademark? Yeah. Are we going to be Skyping? No. I, I think it's going out. Yeah, I think it's going, especially with as much as people use Zoom now. Uh, Zoom has kind of overtaken Skyping for, for video calls, video conferencing, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think not. I think Skype is going the way of the Model T. And Zoom, or how Xeroxing. long is that going to last? Or Xeroxing, yeah. yeah. Or it's going to be the way of Xeroxing, really. It, it was a term for a while. It, it popped up as a generic in effect, and then it's going to disappear again. Yeah. Which, so I'm just curious about. But I'm wondering about Zooming. Is that going to last, too? I don't know. If As soon as or we, we have, something, have something, a different client or something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the same thing with Photoshopping. I mean, Photoshopping has gotten so generic. You always talk about shopping something. If there's a newer, improved, if you will, Photoshop sort of program. Photoshop feels like it's been around long enough and is generic enough that that one, that one will kind of stick around. It, it almost... That's almost like, I mean, I can imagine somebody who actually physically does something to a photo to change how it looks and and calling that Photoshopping, you know? Mm -hmm. What else are you going to call it? Like I edited an image using a computer program. That sounds awfully clumsy. Photoshop is nice and quick. That's what Adobe wants you to say, unless you're using phone. My favorite (laughs) is there was, I looked on their website to see what they say. And they say that you, you have to follow the basic rules for trademark use. And here's what they said is, this is a quote from them. Trademarks are not verbs. Correct. The image was enhanced using Adobe, Adobe Photoshop software. <laughs> Incorrect. The image was Photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Sorry, sorry guys. They, that, that ship sailed a long time ago. They lost that, that, that one. That shop yeah. sailed. <laughs> that shop sailed. It did. Yeah. <laughs> so now, Fletcher, we're ready for a quiz. And we're going to give you a quick quiz deciding if this is or was a trademark. And you're going to pick the one out of the three or one out of two, which is or was. Was this a trademark? Is it a trademark? Are you ready? No, wait, 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 wait. Was it or is it now? I, I... No, the, the question is, which of these in this in a group, it'll be three or two, was or is, was, is, slash a okay. trademark. Okay. Some I, of them okay. never were trademarks. Wh- wh- which, Others... one is, which one is just a word and which one ha- right. has or had a trademark? Was or is, correct. Okay. Okay, the first one, and this is a very apropos of Fletcher, who's a new dad. A onesie, a booster seat, binky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I, I want to know which, which of those three is trademarked or was trademarked? Yes. Okay. Or, those- w- yeah, or or maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. I, I, think, I think there's one of those that you're trying to 
lead me in the wrong direction on. <laughs> and so I'm going to say- We would never do that. <laughs> I'm going to say onesie is the trademarked one. Damn it. <laughs> You're I know. right. I'm right. Yes. I, I. You guys put binky in there, didn't you, thinking that I would go for that? <laughs> Although binky- is in the United States a trademark as well? It actually. is. Okay. Although it's also used, it's been used globally before in in other countries. So Binky is um, kind of dubious. Yeah, but yeah. onesie it, it, was the one did trademark it. Correct. But they didn't. And I'm guessing that they they trademarked that word after people had been using it already, or did they invent the word? No one, no one really knows. Yeah. We, we went through, we went through a detailed study of the word <laughs> binky, which looks sort of weird, <laughs> and found all sorts. We had a dictionary of American regional English listing binky uh, as a folk term in Western Indiana, meaning like a mechanical, you know, contrivance, whatever that is. Like then we had it, of course, icky, as a pacifier, and then I think we had it. As, I mean, we had it a Scots dialect meaning bench, but that's a bink. Not a binky. The key thing, the bottom line is we have no idea. Yes. Which, as usual in language. To, to take us off track just a little bit more, in case anybody wants a word to use that's not binky or pacifier, uh, it was either my my niece or my nephew, for some reason, called their pacifier a baluchio. Ooh, yeah. that's clever. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, it, when, they were, when they were a little, a very little uh, taught, they, they were looking for their baluchio. So <laughs> I, I love that. What, how could they come up with Baluki? I'm fascinated. Who knows? Kids, kids are kids are wondrous creatures. Kid brain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was surprised that you got onesie though, because onesie I thought sounds so generic. Yeah, uh, I thought so too. But I, you know, I've always kind of wondered where that word came from. I mean, I get that it's one piece, but onesie just always seemed a little weird to me. So. Um, I kind of I kind of keyed on into that one. Booster seat seems so generic. It's just a descriptive term. So I didn't We couldn't think of another word to throw in, okay? Well, that, not, I mean that's not bad. You know, that's not a it, that wasn't a bad one. I mean, I, I didn't completely dismiss it, but given the other two options, I kind of felt like booster seat was probably just descriptive. But it could have I mean, you know, I could easily have seen that being a trademarked term in the 1950s or whatever. Yeah, actually. True. Okay, Fletcher, we have three fruits. Granny Smith, apples, kiwi, and tangelo. Trademark. Oh. Uh, Only one of these is a trademark. I, I want to say tangelo. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> then, then I hope it's kiwi. Granny Smith. It's kiwi. Yeah. <sighs> Isn't that weird? Very. Okay, tell me about this one. This was an odd one because the trademark kiwi has only been owned since 1997. Oh. But the name was used since 1962. Ross is going to say something. What's, uh, did I do something wrong here? No, I, I think this is sort of interesting because the, the, it, it's, a, it's a case where I think a lot of times they, they do this. The generic term, is it sounds sort of ugly, and they change it because it used to be called a Chinese gooseberry, mm -hmm. which doesn't sound delicious. Kiwi sounds sort of cool. And I think that's why it was 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 you know the the word was trademarked. It was a much better word to sell the the, the fruit, which I think is what happened. Isn't that true, but Kath, or not? What I found was interesting though was the OED doesn't have it as kiwi a singular. They have it as a kiwi fruit, which made me wonder: is kiwi fruit? If you say kiwi fruit, is that that would be not trademarked? This is where I don't understand words, or the legalities of these said words. I should say. No, I I believe that is trademarked. The kiwi, the, well, kiwi obviously is a, is, a, is a New Zealand term, but I believe if you refer to the fruit as a kiwi, 
or as a kiwi fruit. You're both your kiwi fruit is shortened to kiwi, but I do believe that it's still tr under a trademark. I see. Kiwi. I thought just the word I thought just the word kiwi was trademarked. You can't, do, but that's kiwi is a is a distinct uh, kiwi to, to be to be applied to the fruit. But yeah, of course, if you but if you apply kiwi to the fruit, even if you don't have fruit in in the word, you're still talking about a trademark. You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Yes, I understand. Now, okay, so so the the word uh, referring to the fruit existed though before 1997, right? I mean, I remember kiwis, I think. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah, they were around. Okay, I'm looking. It's New, it's New Zealand didn't. <laughs> this is such an odd thing to be talking about on a on a on a, on a word thing, but uh, it says that New Zealand it was being used. A new fruit became popular in New Zealand. This is a New Zealand invent. This is the New Zealand government site. Said it was first named the Chinese gooseberry because the seeds had been imported. They began exporting the fruit to the U.S. in the 50s, and it was the height of the Cold War. So growers were advised to change the name to make the product more politically appealing. Ah. They proposed the name kiwi fruit in 59, and it became standard. New Zealand did not register kiwi fruit trademark internationally so any country can use kiwi fruit but in 2017 oh. china produced half of the world's kiwi fruit so to distinguish kiwi kiwi fruit from the other stuff they they registered the trademark in 1997 wow <laughs> fantastic i feel like screaming up i love it and i like kiwi <laughs> yeah. so there's kiwi kiwi fruit and kiwi fruit. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I just had a quick note. When we did this one, Granny Smith, I didn't know, really did refer to a woman, uh, Granny Smith. Oh. It was Maria Ann Smith cultivated the Granny Smith apple, uh, Smith apple in uh, Australia, speaking of that New Zealand, Australian area. And she became, she lived a long time, had eight kids, and was known as Granny Smith. And her apple became very popular. Well. <laughs> Thank you, Granny Smith. <laughs> I know. This is a chock full of facts. <laughs> okay, the next word, Fletcher, is here we go. One of the three. Elevator, escalator, or transporter. Uh, okay. Um, initially, I, I want to say escalator. I'm trying to remember if Otis trademarked elevator or not. I'm going to say escalator. You're right. Okay. And Otis trademarked Escalator. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. But this is a weird one. This is one that did undergo uh, the, the, the whole generic aspect. It was trademarked in 1900 by Otis, but in 1950, it lost its uh, trademark. So that and one, now, now that one actually lost. Yeah. Yeah. Now okay. it's just a plain old, anything's an Escalator. Okay. But they had, back then, the generic if you didn't want to say escalator was moving stairway or moving staircase, which, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't have the, this is one though that interested me is I never knew this. And I don't know if you did Ross. And I, I don't know if you did it, uh, that the term escalator got so generic. It, 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 we went through back formation and the word escalate came from escalator, mm -hmm. which no I didn't way. know. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You knew that, Ross? I didn't know that. No, I didn't. I, I'm just saying oh, it's interesting because okay. it, sort of, it, it sort of works like elevator in, in effect, you know, the backward. I think you probably saw escalate, escalator. So they figured, okay, elevate, you know, the elevator, elevate has the same sort of, they probably based upon that, which I thought was really interesting. Yes. I was more flipped out 
by the fact when we were doing research on this that they elevator is uh, a fairly recent word from the 1800s and they had in harper's magazine a steam elevator which just sort of flipped me out <laughs> i just pictured steam <laughs> you get on the elevator <laughs> all these noises steam you get punk. yeah <laughs> yeah i know well and then of course I... transporter comes from star trek our use of that is a I just want to say with the elevator, though, I, you just said, Ross, 1800s, but before it was a people mover, it was, it, the word was used back in the 1700s. For, oh, yeah. Uh, no, it, I, meant, I meant did, the people. Like, I meant the people. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I meant the people that it was that old. I mean, I always think of things as winches and stuff back before, but whatever. Okay. Next one is a really interesting one. Broadsheet, tabloid, or TED, as in TED Talk. The first one was what? Broadsheet? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't actually even know what a broadsheet is. What is that? It's that, a newspaper. That's actually, I mean, okay. we're going to give it away because that's like actually a 1700s term, which obviously is not trade. <laughs> we'll make it two now. Uh, broadsheets, they used to just have one. It was like a page that they would have uh, like news on or polemics uh, on. And, and now it refers to, it's still used in newspapers. Uh, okay. Broadsheets like the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. It's one of the wider... It's like when the the paper that you open up and it's the two big, you know right. what I mean? It's that right. large size. A right. tabloid newspaper is the size of, um, I'm thinking New York, the New York Post. The yeah, the Post is a tabloid, right. Right. Yeah. I, I, the I, Washington Post, however, is a broadsheet. Sorry, I meant New York yes. Post. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, w- I really would have assumed broadsheet and tabloid were were both generic. I mean, I I... I'll be very surprised if it's not Ted, but you're asking me, so maybe it's not. This is actually really weird. Tabloid used to be a trademark, and guess what it was a trademark really? for? Guess what it was for? How this is he? subset two of your, <laughs> of your quiz. <laughs> Tabloid used to refer to what? Uh... How can you guess, Ross? This is just... <laughs> oh, I want to get Fletcher on something wrong. Let's catch him. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I've only I've only known it in these terms. It was actually used. It was trademarked by a pharmaceutical company as a word referring to compressed medicine. Really? And or pills, compressed pills or medicine. And later it became a term for guess what? Compressed journalism. (laughs) I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. I really like that. So that used to be trademarked in another context, I guess. So are you telling me, I mean, now it's not. Well, they lost the trademark in 1903 because they, they trademarked it in 1884. But because the whole notion of tabloid ver- journalism got so hot, the, um, the, 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 they, they lost in the high court because they said it was so well known, even though it had something to do with compressed drugs, the secondary sense had gotten so huge, it, it just, it didn't interfere with their trade, so it's fine. They were allowed to, you could say tabloid without having any, yeah. you know, problem. Interesting. And I think this is, this gets really interesting because at this point, if I said, boy, I have a headache, I'm going to take a, a tabloid, I would think I'm talking about... Uh, I would think you were nuts. Yeah. I'm not sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah t- that tabloid is not going to get rid of your headache. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Gonna, you one. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so Ted, Ted has to be trademarked, right? Well, this is a this weird This is one. weird. Ted Talks is trademarked. Right, to right, To refer right. to a Ted Talk. Right. 
The word TED, capital T, capital E, capital E, TED, is also trademarked, but not for a TED Talk. It's trademarked in Canada. <laughs> now I'm going to come back to my Canada. Exactly. The Canada Revenue Agency, which is the IRS in Canada, has trademarked the T-E-D in capital letters. Anytime you use T-E-D in capital letters, apparently you're, you're dealing with a trademark. And it comes from the French, Transmission Electronique des Déclarations. And we cannot use TED here, apparently. Hmm. I don't know, but I don't really use TED particularly much anyway. Right. But if we do use TED on a product or service with capital T-E-D, we have to go to the um, Canada Revenue Agency and ask permission. Interesting. I, now, certainly, we, all, we, always, we always hear TED Talk. Nobody ever calls, calls one of those lectures a TED. Uh, it's all no. I think we should start that though. <laughs> well, we see how Canada can. feels. We can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This, this one, is a weird I, one. I don't think this one. This one, I did, Ross and I had a debate about this. We one. had a big debate about this because I really didn't know. Let's let's see what Fletcher says. Kathy, read it. Let's see what Fletcher says. Crockpot or Easy Fry? Which of those two is uh, trademarked? Well, Crockpot's trademarked. Yeah, thank you. That's what I okay. said. <laughs> Ross was like, what else do you call this? It's a slow cooker. I mean, this was not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I, now, now, I, 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 do, I do call, I do always call it a crock pot, whether it's a crock pot or not. But, but yeah, slow cooker is what you'll see on all the, all the um, recipe books yep. and everything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I don't read, I guess I don't read recipe books. Here's one that flipped us both out though with Easy Fry. <laughs> Easy Fry, I thought was trademark. It's not. E Z E with a Z uh, fry is yeah. <laughs> but how often would you say easy fry like in colloquially? Like yes, yeah, so I'm gonna go get my E Z fry. <laughs> I know. It's like I like how much we've been talking about food. Well, let's, I know. Let's, I'm starving, you guys. I really am starving. I well, I'm gonna get away from food right now because we're talking about spelling. This one I didn't know, and this is um, plexiglass. It's sort of a trademark, and it's sort of not. It's a trademark if you have one S on it. It's not a trademark if you have two S's. Oh wow, that is weird. I guess it must have it must have existed as as a material um, for a while before somebody tried to trademark it. Is that why we just have the one S? Well, the brand name is the one S because it, it was German, right? Yeah. So yeah, I it's German. I just wonder can... is German. Uh, ah, what's the word for glass in German? I don't know. I don't speak German. Randy, what's the word for glass in German? Glass? Yes. As in the material. The vitreous. Oh, it's one S. Okay. Glass. It is. It's one S. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So now, okay, but I don't understand how you could get away then with just throwing on an S. I don't either. That's so interesting. But apparently, the, the trademark journal we read said it was okay to use. I don't know if we're... I don't know. That's the real problem with this. We're talking about language, but we're also talking about laws. And laws are always complicated. Okay, plexiglass with two S's is the generic term synonymous with acrylic sheet. Plexiglass yeah. with the one S is a brand name. Other trade names include Acrylite, Lucite, and Perspex. Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, Perspex. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so you can use it as a, we can use it as a generic. 
Yeah. Plexiglass itself was created before the registered name of Plexiglass came about. Uh-huh. However, the name Plexiglass, lowercase, did not appear until years after Plexiglass, capital P1S, dominated <laughs> the glass and plastics industry. <laughs> I, I, I need a drink. Got, the yeah. hell with the food. Okay. Let's. Let's jump ahead, Kathy, because we're getting we're getting running low on time here. Let's jump ahead to our favorite. Oh yeah, this is like okay. Which of these three is trademarked? Dumpster, porta potty, baggies. <laughs> so I don't know. It's an odd combo. <laughs> well, wow. I it, I mean, it seems like porta potty has to be trademarked but if if you had just asked me is is dumpster trademarked i would have said yes so i'm gonna go with dumpster dumpster is trademarked fletcher you're good (laughs) dumpster is trademarked we didn't get this at all but it was trademarked believe it or not by the dempster brothers in 1936 (laughs) clever dempster brothers (laughs) they they started the Dempster Dumpster. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's one of my it's favorites. It's a mashup of Dempster and Dump. Yeah. Dumpster. I, that one I did not Dempster know. Dempster Dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> but now, if you want to, if you don't want to, like, upset the Dempsters, you should call it a mobile garbage bin. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. As we, as we all do. So is Porta Potty not trademarked? No. Wow. That's the it's one that got There is... There, there, and there's no specific product that carries that brand name. What a funny word to be using if it's not trademarked. I know. No, is that great? I, I want. Uh, did we find out, Ross? Do you know the etymology? I just know that it's portable toilet. I mean, I know in Seattle we used to always have honey buckets. They were called the porta potties. Were called honey buckets. Yeah, see, you, of... you look around and you know you you see them and and you see all these funny names on them. And I just assumed it was because you couldn't call it a porta potty because somebody had it trademarked. <laughs> no, but actually, That's... stop, 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 stop before we get too excited here. Oh. oh shoot! There is a trade name. We're talking about spelling, and spelling is always the key with these things. A trade name is Porta Potty, P-O-R-T-A, ah. P-O-T-T-I. Oh, okay. Oh, but now, that's stupid. Yeah, Porta Potty like that. That's, that's just that's, that's just here trying we go, to find though, a way but, to trademark the the term, right? I but agree. they took it from and they took it from portable. But there is some debate as to how they got that trademark term, and there are some statements that it, they took it from portable potty. Now. In English, if we say portable potty, we're going to quickly elide that and blend it and say porta potty. It's really easy to say. I would not say I'm going to go use the portable potty. Right. I can see myself saying I'm going to use the porta potty just naturally. And then presumably from there, they took the trademark. So I'm not sure they invented it as much as they. Oh, they, that's, they but that's, heard... that's bogus. That's yeah. just, I'm sorry. I I, I'm, I'm against them. The porta <laughs> I am. I just. Though, I'm sorry. I just found out when you look up porta potty online, there's a lot of. There's a, there's a website that says 11 fascinating portable toilet facts. Oh, good. Great. <laughs> but it's it's uh, who knew? But um, yeah, they were invented during World War II, and the shipyards of Long Beach, New Jersey, and their preferred term. This company is portable restroom. I mean, that's classier. Yeah, that's a, yeah, but you never would. I can't see being on a construction site and going, hey, I, bud, I'm going to go use the portable restroom. It sounds weird. <laughs> it could be a certain type of, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Some of these that they're showing on here are lovely. Come with air conditioning, full-size mirror, luxury restrooms. Oh, my. 
So see. All right. Uh, should we call it good? I think we'll call it good. Laundromat. That we did forgot that one. Oh, laundromat. Let's just finish with laundromat. But why? We just said it's trademarks. <laughs> <laughs> but it, laundromat was. Uh, let's put it as three quickly. These are three that we really were were bizarre. We thought laundromat is that a trademark or not? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You've just told me. <laughs> yes, we did. Here's another one. Bubble wrap. Oh, you you mentioned this on the last uh, the at the very tail end of the last episode. Yeah, I had no okay. idea bubble wrap was trademarked. Not at all. Kath, your favorite? A realtor. Realtor is trademarked. Yes. Uh, still. Is that weird? Or is it yeah. one that lost it? It's still trademarked. It's technically the national. It's a legally recognized trademark of the National Association of Realtors. That's ah, in North America. Okay. It doesn't. Re- it only refers to members of its group. If you're not a member of the National Association of Realtors, you should only be called a real estate agent. Yeah. Wow. Well, that, that seems so odd to That's me. That's fascinating. The world of language. You know, it's funny. As a kid, that really that really fascinated me. That word. <laughs> this sounds really weird, but realtor and realty really fascinated me as a word. I couldn't get it into my head because that's what realty looks a lot like reality uh-huh but it was different and typical kid i didn't ask my parents or look it up in a dictionary and i finally evolved this idea that they said basically face it it's reality you've got to buy a house <laughs> that's pretty deep ross yeah. <laughs> well there when we used to drive home there was a realtor right uh near um the hamburger place and it just said realty and i kept i would look at it every day we went to buy hamburgers or you know whatever at um the fireplace, the fireplace. yeah and, and i just kept thinking like why would they call it not like reality i said well they probably just want to Make it a little bit similar, but that's why they have it. <laughs> and realtors are people who give you the reality of buying a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Ross, Ross, Ross. This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. You're Saying It Wrong is a worldwide affair. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or better yet, a review on your podcast platform of choice. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.